Hello, everyone, and welcome out to episode 348 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. I will probably forget that number later on, so remember that, 348. 348. So, thank you. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> By the way, we have Kyle. Hello. And uh, uh, just real quick, our show, uh, uh, lovely sponsors, Pack Rat Comics, Audible, go to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky, um, the magically unauthorized misadventures of Rocking Boinko at gbgpresentspod.com, and... There's more links for that in the show notes. Uh, big thing I want to talk to you about is we are part of the It's All Been Done Presents Network, or IABDP for short. Speaking of the IABDP, IABD Presents is hosting a short story competition. The inaugural theme is I Knew You Before the Fall of Rome. Um, f- to just get a general sense of what the rules are, go to IABDPresents.com. And you've already missed the deadline, but the thing is I think they're releasing the collection right now so you can see um, who the winner was, and it will eventually be recorded in audio format. Um, and if you want to look for next year as well, there's also potential for some royalties. So check that out if you're interested and get a jump on next year's to start writing now. Cause always write. Mm-hmm. Don't stop writing. Don't stop. Won't stop. You didn't mess up once there. I did not. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. You know what? <laughs> fuck all you people who say I mess up all the time. You know, t- oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. So this is a great, because we have Kyle, um, on the show, she is. You remember from Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. Guardians. Guardians. I thought for a second Spider Man. That's why I was like, I, I was I gonna just know, do. I was gonna I do Spider Man, but then I had tech, right. and I'll be here. I'll be here later this week too. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, and uh, uh, hopefully, we'll get you for Thor. Mm. Mm, mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Hey Tom, what's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, uh, but but we're gonna talk about a movie that I've been talking about, and I wanted to talk about. It was one of those things where I saw it. And then, like, my schedule blew up. Mm-hmm. And then the podcast itself, as, as you all know, kind of went meh for a bit. And uh, But one of the things I was like, I don't care if it's not out in theaters anymore. But luckily it is. Yes. And it will probably soon be on digital. Yes. And that is the movie The Big Sick. So um, just FYI, Kyle has some cool stuff you can check out. First off, um, she's involved at Mad Lab. She mm-hmm. doesn't have any big stuff coming, I don't think, right? Uh, nothing but huge. MadLab.net. Yep. I, uh, so, yeah, you can uh, see my hilarious tweets on the Mad Lab Twitter and then on my personal one which is the female Kyle <laughs> <laughs> I do love that yeah. and then she also has which is really cool and I will be interviewing uh, uh, the creator of the series it's called Red Rue uh, and you can find it on what was the name of it again Red Rue series Red Rue series and that's um, R-U-E mm-hmm. so R-E-D. it's at Red Rue series yeah yep. R-E-D-R-U-E series and we're on uh, Instagram we are on Twitter and we are on Facebook currently and then our uh, YouTube page is also Red Red Roof series. Right. And so, um, and she's in that along with some other friends of mine uh, that are at Mad Lab, and it's it's so awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm going to speak to Michelle, who's the creator and writer mm-hmm. and director, I think, as well. She's yes, like, the wonderful Michelle Hansen. Yes. We love her. Also, I lied. I'm actually female Kyle at Twitter. <laughs> I'm the female Kyle on Instagram if you want to look at pictures of my food. <laughs> that won't be the first time or the last time you'll hear Nick do that tonight. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> Well, folks, we have a wonderful show. It's episode 348. I didn't forget this. See, I think if I said it, it. I, I think I said it multiple times because usually I just say it mm-hmm. and then I just keep going. And then, and then it's like, like, wait, or well, what? the other problem is, too, is that I'll scroll down enough that I don't remember where and I'm like, well, I don't I've already put the phone down. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back to look at my notes because <laughs> fuck the notes. Um, actually, though, I just put out that uh, our guest is amazing and had notes for our topic. And we're going to get to all of that. And more, and Nick's no notes. And so here is episode 348, The Big Sick with Kyle. Woo! 
right. So, <laughs> yeah. So the big sick. We're just going to jump right in. Uh, the big sick, for those who don't know, is it's IMDb. Lovely says here in the ad. It's an awkward true story. You know what? Hold on. I just realized that I don't haven't checked the vocals yet. Oh no! This is horrible. Yeah. You know what? We're keeping this in because we're doing it. This is real life, baby. That's right. (laughs) Say something. Hello. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) Okay. Hi there. I shame ate some Panda Express before I came over here today. (laughs) All right, we're good. Okay. Yeah, we had uh, Amazon Prime Royal Red Robin or Red Robin. Not I had the Royal. It doesn't go to my side of town yet, but but Prime now does, which I'm like. Isn't it that the weird? same bank of drivers? Like yeah, you would figure. Yeah, but no, that's like bizarre. I mean, it's kind of good for me and my checkbook because I'm like, oh, I should just make something, but I, I can't. I think the only thing that delivers to the south side is like Grubhub right now. Like Postmates doesn't, Prime Restaurants doesn't, Uber Eats does, but eh. Well, Amazon. The only thing is they didn't <coughs> let me use my store card, and that was a bummer. Oh. That's weird. I had to use an actual card, which, here's the thing, I'm sure if I had to pull out my card info and type it in, mm-hmm. it'd be fine, but I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because it's not officially through the Amazon store. It's like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like a third-party vendor thing. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, used to, I used to work around here, so when I... Did you really? uh, Yeah, I used to work on Hilliard and Rome, so as I'm driving through, I was like, I was like uh, oh, oh, shit. There's Panda Express here. And I'm like, I should go to Piata and be healthy. And I'm like, but I really want Panda Express. But is right Piata now. really that healthy? If you get a salad, maybe. Like, oh, I was able right. to eat it on Whole30. That's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was like only like two things on Yeah, because I think that's, I think you were doing Piata the first time I actually met you. Like, really sat down. Yeah. yeah. You guys, they had the couch at Mad Lab and I sat right next to you and yeah. you were doing. I was eating Piata with like, no, with, I was, it was like salad with no dressing and like steak. And I'm like, this is the best thing right. I've ever Right. And then I remember Kat came in and she's like, I'm, she was doing it too. Uh, and she's like, oh God, Piata. We like, all made a lot of choices that month. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Those were probably mostly good choices. No? Sure. Sure. Sure, let's let's go with that. Let's keep in mind that I also just shame ate some Panda Express in the parking lot alone in my car listening to uh, podcasts. Just, oh no, it's, it was like one of those things where it was like a good decompression. Okay, shame eating. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, it was just Sarah and I eating Red Robin <laughs> upstairs, and then I I only ate the fries, and then I put that. So yeah, I was like, yay, dinner later for me. <laughs> Second dinner, it's yes. my favorite. Well, Adulthood's I, fun. Uh, adulthood is not fun. It's the worst. The worst. Okay, you sent, uh, so for those who remember Kyle, um, she's done a few episodes now, and uh, but Garbage Human. Uh, yeah, Garbage I'm, Human Kyle Jepson. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> I didn't say that yeah, anyway. <laughs> but it's I like that, you sent me that image from, I think, Moya Art or whatever, mm-hmm. and I looked at her Instagram last night, and I was like, why do these relate to everything? Like, oh, they're so yeah. good. I they're mean, so it's... Good. Yeah. I know in reality I'm probably like I'm okay as a person, but like I just like the idea of like, you know, referring to myself as a garbage human. Oh yeah. I, I, I kinda do now too, which <laughs> Yeah. My wife's like, Don't do that. She shouldn't do that. It's like it's a joke. <laughs> no, it's not that funny. Oh yeah. Well I it's mean fu- it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> See, nobody else can call me a garbage oh, human. No, I call myself no. a garbage human, so it makes it, it perfect. It, it's, it's Chandler from Friends. <laughs> yeah. If you're self-deprecating to yourself, it's okay. Yeah, defense so if someone mechanisms. Else calls you that. 
To be clear, I was not calling you that earlier. Oh, no. I was saying, yeah, okay. All right. All right. Well, anyway. I'm all right with that being my moniker. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have DJ Meat, Jimmy, and Garbage, Garbage Human. Human. Yeah, Sounds no. like a morning radio show from hell. <laughs> it, it, it actually, it actually. <laughs> the morning zoo. Okay, so, oh my God. Originally, when we started this podcast, that was when it was the no-name show. That was the intention. It was supposed to be Nathan and I doing that and then jimmy would add tv reviews but then nathan just wouldn't talk mm-hmm. and it became jimmy and i just going off about everything else yeah and then it was like well let's just let's just and nathan got peer pressured by other people to, because podcasts weren't that well done or not well yeah really the only one that i thought was really known at the time was ricky gervais mm-hmm. yeah so he got kind of bullied out of it mm-hmm. and then we bullied him back into it yeah eventually <laughs> anyway it's a reverse bully. it's a reverse yeah it's a reverse bully uh so anyway, uh, yeah. So the big sick, yes. because great transition. The film stars uh, Kumani Najani as. Kum- <laughs> Am I saying that right? Kumail Najani. Kumail, yeah. Yeah, Kumail we'll Take a drink, everybody. There you, there go. you go. I'm just going. It's Kumail. 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 Fuck. Kumail. Zoe Kazan as Emily. Mm-hmm. Holly Hunter as Beth. Ray Romano as Terry. Ugh. And then you have, oh, no, come on. Uh, Bo Burnham is one of the actors. Yeah, Bo Burnham, um, Addie, oh, no, I'm going to mess up her name. Addie? From, from uh, SNL. The SNL, Bryant. Addie Bryant, And then yeah. current Bronholer? I'm not saying that last one right. I don't know. Sure. I don't know him. He's his roommate, Chris. Okay. Um, who is just, he is literally a garbage human. I mean, uh, literally, like he is. Like, I was, yeah. He's. He, I feel like we've all had a roommate like Chris before. <laughs> well, and I think the other thing that's interesting too is that have you ever seen the film Don't Think Twice? No, it's on my list. It, it's it's on Netflix. But mm-hmm. It's about improv, but it's about what if. Uh, granted, that becomes the whole purpose of that. That's the one where like one person in the in the improv group makes it big. And, yes. Yeah. It it came out during the period of time where uh, I didn't take a break, and mm-hmm. I basically was doing a show back to back to back to back. So I was like, oh, that looks really good. I'm sure I would love that. Never saw it. Yeah, it, I saw it randomly one night when I couldn't sleep, mm-hmm. and I, I pulled up. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and the cast, I mean, they and one of them isn't really known for being an improviser. It's the girl from Community. At least that. I'm aware of. She's not... Allison Brie or Gilliam uh, Jacobs. Gilliam Jacobs. Yeah. And I was like, I have not known her openly to be in, from an improv background. Mm-hmm. I'm sure community, they did stuff because it's you have a whole list of comedians, Joe McHale, Chevy Chase, yeah. Donald Glover. But Anne Allison Brie really is really wicked smart, too. She's oh, like yeah. Tina Fey to me. Yeah, no. And yeah, I, I think it's the same thing. I know that like Gillian Jacobs, especially, like I've listened to a lot of interviews with her. Oh, yeah. She's a huge NPR nerd, it turns out. What? I know. That's and awesome. She's she's just pretty hilarious and self-deprecating in her own right. And so okay. I, could, I could see her doing stuff like that. But she's phenomenal. Yeah. Right? She's really good. But yeah, but, but that's the whole basis of that movie and how it kind of eats away at everything else. Mm-hmm. It's very done tastefully because it's not his story mm-hmm. but like that's his storyline technically which is because that's the other thing too that the movie goes into what if you're never going to make it yeah and don't think twice that's yeah. the thing is like you've reached the cap mm-hmm. and you were good at that mm-hmm. but you are not you do not pass go yeah you do not you are stuck at you garden can't, you place can't go up to the next level you're, right like, you're, you're this stuck. is your glass ceiling as it were <laughs> yeah and so like that's kind of him i feel like that's yeah. his his lot in the story and that's kind of the running joke for him which mm-hmm. is like don't worry about him. We're just going to leave him behind. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. he even kind of has that moment of like realization at the end where Kumail's uh, like, you should come. And he goes, no, I'm good here. And you're like, you know, yeah. at, least, at least he is 
somewhat reflective to the point where he's yeah. like he like knows because i mean some people like, don't me per- me personally i know that i could never quote unquote make it in new york because i do this thing where um for a while i was thinking like oh do i want to live in new york do i want to try to go to new york and do the do the, the do yeah. the theater thing and i went there with my family and i like one night like kind of not super late at night but late enough that my family had gone to sleep i got up and left the hotel room and walked around the city by myself just to see kind of like how i felt yeah and i was just like a crippling mess of anxiety and i'm like i don't think i could ever do it yeah like i don't know if i could ever like deal with the city like that all the time i love visiting new york i love going there but the Mm -hmm. idea of like going there and i've also known a fair share of friends who have gone there and have like struggled (laughs) to exist And I are they acting friends too? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. yeah, there's some acting friends and some writing friends, and I mean, some of them have made it work really well for them, and some don't, and come back, and that's okay too. Oh yeah, totally. But it's one totally. of those things that I just kind of like thought about it, and I was just like, it's not for me. I think I could probably do like a Chicago if I wanted to. Chicago, yeah, but, but I mean, they have great theater there. Steppenwolf. Matter of fact, yeah, they're yeah. actually a fantastic theater. They are great and a great theater people, town and a really good improv town too. They are too. Even though I can never do improv because I'm terrible at thinking. <laughs> on the off wait off the cusp on the fly i'm doing really good right now as you can see snap for me and then i would never be able to live in la because it's a garbage city yeah although i might fit in there (laughs) (laughs) that was was like you set that one up but then you then you recovered then you recovered um no like so yeah i i just remembered like you know that's that's a hard thing for people like Stephen Tobolowsky talked about um he's the guy for those who don't know out there um he's needle nose ned from groundhog day mm-hmm. he's in everything he is in everything he's and, in heroes he's in yeah oh he was great in heroes yeah. back when that show was actually he was in, he's actually do you know because we just did the buffy reading um he oh. was the principal in the original buffy pilot like before oh, it got recast right. with allison hannigan and yeah he was the original principal because i was watching it on youtube and i was like what is going on he yeah i i love tobolowski mm-hmm. but he has a podcast and it's like spoken word and it's really i mean i mean sometimes and it's not always about acting sometimes it's about like deep stuff like and it's actually very philosophical mm-hmm. it's surprisingly good um but there's one episode where he talks about how it's just really about the life of a new york actor and he goes like look i did mississippi burning and so that got me some some heat Mm -hmm. but my first thing was i need to take a break from film so i'm going to do this play in new york and me and my wife and weren't making a lot of money Mm -hmm. surprisingly so like we put that down towards a house and now we're now i'm back to square one i'm kind of broke again what do i do well i'm going to do a play in new york and i'm thinking this is great i'm no no i get pretty much maybe a little bit more than everybody else and all almost all my money is going towards rent Mm mm-hmm and, 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 like, he kind of laid it out. He's like, so you barely have any money. And granted, you don't really have time to eat and do that because they're working you hard. And he's like, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but you have to have a, like, it, it, it is soul-crushing. It, well, and it's the kind of thing that you need to be prepared for it. Right. And, like, know that, you know, you're going to struggle for a long time. Yeah, exactly. And I feel, it, it, personally, like, I, I get that kind of artistic fulfillment here. here? No, yeah. And I don't, I don't need to go to like a the big city oh, yeah. and I, you know cuz i also grew up i grew up in a city and i just, it's i'd rather san diego san diego san diego san diego i'd rather i'd rather be content and happy and you know like not 
fear where my next paycheck or meal is coming from. Right, which that and that definitely happens. And literally, it happens if you go into that profession and try to hit New York and LA hard. Exactly, and, and like I have mad respect for anyone who does that. Oh, like me it's too. like, all right, yeah, I really hope that you make it because I know that I would probably like bitch out it, two weeks in. <laughs> and it gets harder too the more you go along. Like, I, there's a part of me that has always toyed with going to LA and just trying to get into voice acting. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, well, I'm trying to start a family. Like, yeah. my roots are here. It's, it's this horrible, like, uh, mm-hmm. so it gets harder as you go along, too, because then you have a job that does fully support you. If you take a month off, there goes your vacation for the year. Yeah. It's it's one of those kinds. Of, it's really horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but but And that's kind of a point of the movie, not just for Chris, but for for him as well, which yeah. is he's trying to get his big break. In Absolutely. Comedy. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's working the grind. He's doing Uber and he's, yeah. you know, <laughs> he's an Uber driver. <laughs> like, and we talk about, yeah. Yes, yes. So Nick and I met doing Sketchy Sex at Mad Lab. Yes. Which we, I, I think I remember, I think I... I don't know if I commented on something and like tagged you in it, and I was like, they stole our fucking joke. Yeah. Because we had a joke at the end of a sketch where a girl's like, you know what? I, I, I well, like, first she, you know, fakes First us. off, it's the her, worst date ever. It's the worst date ever. She fakes the stomach flu to try to get out of it, and everything she says, he has a cup, like, Nick's character had a comeback to be like, no, it's fine. We'll keep going. It's, <laughs> it's good. And then she ultimately fakes a pregnancy and like fakes her water breaking. And yeah. then. It's, he offers to drive her to the hospital, and she's like, no, it's good. I'll get an Uber. And then, like... <laughs> well, isn't that a quinky thing? <laughs> I am an Uber driver. I am an Uber driver. <laughs> months later, you know, flash forward to the summer, and that I watched that preview, and I was like, oh, come on, Ajiani. And then, like, I watch it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Woosley and Shana sent me an email, like, when the trailer first dropped, and then people, like... Not it wasn't just you either. Like other meta people started tagging me in the trailer. <laughs> I was like, yay! And and then Greg, uh, Greg, who we do Mad Lab stuff with, he apparently he's doing Lyft now. Yeah, I've heard this. And and he's like, I was thinking of you the other day. I was like, oh, why? What what did I do? And he's just like, no, you did nothing. I'm I'm I, I tried out Lyft for a bit. They go, well, yeah, it went well. But I was thinking of you. I was like, there we go. That's just what you're going to be assuming. I, 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 I'm, I'm completely, I'm 100% there okay are worse, with that. There are worse things. But yeah, yeah, there's always worse things to be than the creepy Uber driver. No, 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 it, no. I mean, he, the, I, look, I had to approach it like, he's in his mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, like, that's every character. That's every character, even, yeah. Even so-called like, you know, villains or antagonists. Like, right, like they think they're in the They right. think they're the good guy. Yeah. And I mean, he is probably a good guy. Just, you know, Shana's character wasn't the person for him. <laughs> a lot of people are probably not the person for him. That's the, and that's the key. And scene. And scene. But no. no, like, I love, you know, that kind of, you know, it, it shows like a lot of people like have to do the side hustle to do what they, they really, do. really love. Like I consider, you know, I consider my full-time job like kind of just, like I really like my job, but you know, it's, I I do it so I can continue to do theater, and so yeah. I can continue to do like my what my passion is, which is like live performance and theater and storytelling. And yeah, I that's I feel like, and I mean I, that's how I am too. Uh, Jimmy, I think will definitely say the same thing about it's all been done. Like that's like if he, if he could somehow make a million dollars off of doing what he does, mm-hmm. he would quit his job. But like, well, uh, there used to be a podcast. Uh, JT Shea and uh, that's actually how I got into podcasting is he did a podcast called The Gig Cast mm-hmm. and it was part of Night Gig Studios and it's for people who did webcomics but he's like 
it's your night gig. It's what you live to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, I'm sure it's probably been said elsewhere in other ways, but like, that's exactly what it is. What we do, and, and I think it's actually the full quote on their website is a little bit longer. It's talking mm-hmm. about what you do during the day is not, it's what at night what you live to do. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, damn, it's so good. No, it's absolutely true. But I yeah, mean, it I is. did the same thing like, I, before my current position. I was uh, the office lady at a high school and you know, mm-hmm. didn't make a lot of money. And this was right when I, around the time that I started doing Mad Lab stuff because I wasn't traveling all the time. My first job I had, I traveled all the time, so I couldn't do theater. Yeah. So when I finally was able to be at home full time and do that, like for a little bit, I I worked at Kingmakers, which is a uh, board game yep. parlor in the short north. I worked there for about a year. I have a question, but I'm going to pin that on there. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to pin that. And uh, when it came down to it, you know, I actually, at that point, I was working my full-time job, working at Kingmakers on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And then when I, the few hours that I wasn't sleeping, I was doing Mad Lab stuff. And it got to the point where it was kind of like, okay, something's got to give. And I ended up quitting Kingmakers because at the end of the day, it was Mad Lab that, you know, yeah. gives me artistic fulfillment or some shit who knows (laughs) oh yeah i love it so yeah but we it's just so busy all the time and i think that they really do capture that really well in this movie is just Mm -hmm. how you do have downtime but it's mostly like for me when i have downtime now it's a lot of it's just almost like i'm like re-energizing or just yeah you know well (laughs) kind of recharging my wife is very different than i which is her way of recharging is getting things done, like, other things done. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and I know that's not really what she means to do, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm one of those, like, I'm going to take a day off, I'm going to take a day off, I'm going to do fuck nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I will do what you do, is like, order a pizza and just crash. Mm-hmm. There will be nothing, there shall be no work of any kind. You know, I don't have that busy mind syndrome where you got to keep doing, God, look, I don't know how she does. I try to do a lot. I try to do some stuff, but it's more of like, I, I, do like, creative I will stuff do, I will I... do these things. So then I can fuck off all I want later. Like I will put two loads See, of laundry away and then I know that I can sit here and stare at a ceiling for an hour. <laughs> that's, you're better than me then. Well, that's, that comes from, that comes from a mom thing. Like my mom always instilled in me, like she would be like, get all your homework done first and then you can do whatever the hell you want. Right. Or she would like good parenting to appear. She would hide money at different places around the house mm. and she'd be like, get all your homework done and do the dishes and then call me and I'll tell you where this money is and you can go to the arcade. And I'm like, okay that's fucking rad it's, it was a good idea and my <laughs> friends were always like why don't you just lie and tell her that you did the things and then just get the money I'm like because then I will never get the money again Ashley what was I watching where I it's all about <laughs> what was I talking about where it, they were talking about lying is never the best policy I don't know oh it was Rick and Morty Oh, yeah, I'm not caught up yet. Oh, okay. I'm a couple episodes behind. Mm, okay, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, it's always weird. And, yeah, so Side Hustle. Side sorry, hustle. I completely forgot how we inceptioned to there. <clears throat> yeah, we inceptioned with Side Hustle. But, yeah, side I mean, hustle. he does that, and then he goes, you know, to the comedy club. And I love how, I feel like a lot of the comedians I know, and I don't know too many, I feel like a lot of them go to a lot of different clubs, mm-hmm. like, all over town. And, like, this is Chicago, so I feel like they have to have a shit ton of nightclubs. Mm-hmm. And yet, they only seem to go to this one. Which I well, found kind of funny. But they did talk about going to a lot of other ones. They did? They kind oh, of, well, well one, one, once or twice. Like, okay. And it was mostly with Bo Burnham's character. Mm. I think the SNL chick, that was her home turf, and so mm-hmm. she said there. But um, I, or, I know, if, at least I thought so, because it was kind of a joke with Kamal. He's just like, I've done other clubs, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I must so, have missed that. But I, 
I was, you know, watching it, it kind of struck me as funny because I feel like no, any comedian true. I know, it's like, oh, I'm doing open mic here tonight, and then tomorrow I'm here, and then next week I'm out here, and then I'm 40 minutes away, and they do, you're just kind of like finding the open mics to like kind of right go into but these weren't as much open mics as they were actual sets that people seem to pay money for in retrospect i will say that it's purely probably budgetary reasons why they excuse me why they did that yeah but but i mean yeah that's that's a good point they they were there i'm granted i mean i thought i heard them say that but Mm -hmm. i i messed it up all the time so there is a good chance that did not happen so uh but but that's that's valid but yeah so so then he meets this girl doing his normal pickup routine (laughs) which is really funny which i i just i love her her ability and i'm assuming this is probably based on the emily that he's married to in real life Mm -hmm. like she was just such a ball buster in the best way like her just kind of staring him at him like very evenly and going that that work ever for you what you did there yeah (laughs) Yeah, I, so, oh man. And, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is that it doesn't feel like comedy, mm-hmm. either, which is which is nice. It's Yeah, it's not... It's all real. It's not a very laugh... It's a funny movie, but it's not, like, a laugh-heavy movie. There's yeah. a couple of the, like, really... The, the fun lines that, you know, got a laugh in the theater from everybody. Mm-hmm. But, for the most part, like, it's just... You know, a lot of comedy like is based in real life, and this was just a, yeah. such a real movie oh, to watch. Man. It was so good, and I did, I, uh, I did love too. So he meets the girl. For mm-hmm. those listening at home, he meets the girl, and then he, um, and they start getting serious. Now, while this is going on, his family, in particular, his mom and dad, are pressuring for marriage, which is very common in their culture, and really did happen to him. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's kind of you know he. They hook up, but he you know, knows that like he can't date a white girl because I think they mentioned in the story that like, he has a cousin or another family member who dated a, who dated uh, who is married to an Irish person and like they, the family doesn't talk to them anymore. Yeah. So I think they do a really good job at establishing kind of the stakes of yeah. what is happening between like and I feel and I feel like really playing on the two sides of his feelings. Like obviously oh, he you know it's his family. The, the, yeah, it's his family that you know they've dropped mm-hmm. everything and they moved to the United States so he could have a better life mm-hmm. and yet they you know still want him to lead a very traditional life and so they set him up on these like you know on these like blind we're just blind asking dates, you for this but, one thing and, which, but we, we yeah which the line that cracked me up so bad during these things is like He's like, well, let me guess. Uh, some a girl's gonna come in here, and she'll just be passing by our house that's in a cul-de-sac. And I yeah, <laughs> love my <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I well, I, and I also like too that, and this is also true. If you ever have beef with a family member, mm-hmm. there is always one family member that is your go-to family member person, and mm-hmm. it's usually not with them. And so, but they're on the they're kind of they have to take a side, which is his brother. I feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, and it's just like he's rooting for him. But at the same time, he's like, you know, he's looking at it from the family. I was like, you can't do that or I won't be able to talk to you anymore. Like, he's already made it. It's, it's a weird... Yeah, it's one of those things where they're very much, like, kind of on the same side. But he kind of does the, the eyebrow raise and he's like, you got to fall in line. Like, yeah, this, this exactly. This is what we need to do to make our family... You want to make your family happy. Right. You know, like and especially, you know, they do dinner, like, every week. So it's obvious which, that they that's are a very awesome. tight-knit family. Exactly, yeah. And you can totally justify his reasoning with it. It's not just they're telling you that in dialogue mm-hmm. they're showing you like because that's one of the things they do show too is that he doesn't love all the family stuff like he's supposed to go down and pray he doesn't do that anymore yeah he just like watches videos watches and videos games, on YouTube and, which, right which and, that, and that's a very real thing that he was like mm-hmm. I have to go I have to go yeah 
Yeah, look set, at my let, phone. Me, let me set a timer and, and just so. I'll, I'll go through the motions to make mom and dad happy. Right. Here's the mat. So if I mm-hmm. can, if they do come down, I can, I can quickly just get, just down, get, get yeah, down. Yeah, really quick. Yeah. And you can uh, tell that it's like it is a thought out. It is a thought out. It's like a, it is a what's the word? It is a routine that he has played out many a time. time. Right. And it's meticulous in how he does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. it makes sure the chair's far enough away from, I feel like, from the mat. And, yeah. And it also really, I think, still plays into the modern sensibility of how awkward, like, setups are and how awkward blind dates can be. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, just like, the you know, the people that are like, the girl that's trying too hard, she's like, the truth is out there. And it, it Oh, Jesus, just, yeah. You it know, gives you, you that secondhand embarrassment that just makes you want to crawl inside your like, own skin. It's like, lady, you do not like X-Files. No. <laughs> because, look, I'm a big sci-fi nerd and I don't love X-Files. <laughs> like, it's moderately okay. It has some really good things in it. And then it just kind of, ooh. Well, you you know that Kumail Nanjiani, um, he hosts a podcast called the XX Fi- the X Files Files, yeah. where it's just like an episode by episode like breakdown of each because he actually the, is like a huge, huge X Files oh, fan no, I, in real life. I, and that's that's like I, I loved like that they brought kind of tidbits of their because this is you know a, this is a true story. I don't know if you said that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very it's a very true story. Um, they've only changed little things. I think the girl's name is different. Her last name. Or her is last different. name is different because her name is Emily. Because the, the two of them host a podcast or hosted a podcast called uh, the Indoor, Indoor Kids. Kids. Which is adorable. They just talk about video games. <laughs> See, I, well, yeah, and it makes me sad. Well, I mean, granted, it's good for them, though, that they haven't been able to do more of them because they've actually gotten busy. And Because it was one of those things where they were doing it because we have nothing to do. And, yeah. I mean, I guess one of us has an odd job here or there. Mm-hmm. And so we did it. And I think they start, he started doing Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And then she started actually running, like, the Nerd Melt podcast live stuff for a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, we don't have time to play video yeah. games much anymore. Well, and I think the Nerdist network in general, they're really good about people, like, kind of leaving and coming back. Because that was a huge mm-hmm. job. There's a one on their network called Sex Nerd Sandra. Yeah. That I loved listening to. And she hasn't really uploaded a whole lot lately. But she'll still update periodically yeah. and occasionally release an episode and I think I, I, I kind of enjoy that like knowing that they could possibly go back to that when and if things slow down for them I feel like I'm catching up to some of this because I know they've been there for a while mm-hmm. but like I literally like I was like oh there's too much there's too much in the network going on oh, I'm just yeah. gonna I'm gonna stick with Nerdist and just you yeah. know I, and again that's pick and choose I feel that way with podcasts all the time though because I used to listen to nothing but, pod, but podcasts religiously when I traveled because I would you know mm-hmm. be traveling all over the state they are for really a week good at a time. for and listening so to, I, I would, feel like. I, and that's the thing. Like, with music, I kind of zone out, and I would, like, kind of get highway hypnosis. So with podcasts, I'm a little more tuned in. Mm-hmm. So I was able to pay attention and drive at the same time uh, and, like, not fall asleep behind the wheel. But now I just... I. The work I do, I can't really. Yeah, you can't do both. I'll, like I'll at the same try, time. and then a half hour will go by, and I'll be like, what, 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 what were they talking about? I like tuned you, out yeah. doing an Excel sheet. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you can't do that with some of those podcasts because no. then you you miss on the jokes, you miss on common threads that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right now, you have no idea how we got to where nope, we're talking about people because you've zoned <laughs> out, and that's okay. I well, you know we can go back to one of my on favorite Excel. early quotes in the movie, yes. which is, "I don't date time nerds." <laughs> Like talking about two yeah. days over five hours. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, we have a two day rule now. Like, you know, I won't see you till Monday because the two day rule. And again, and her, a, just, her just uh, being like calling him on his shit. Like, I don't date time nerds. And yeah, that's a uh, man. So when I was dating, and, it, and it's dating sucks. Mm-hmm. So it sure does. It, it uh, I was doing the. I remember I was really big into because I was actually getting 
hits from I was doing OkCupid. Okay All the other mm-hmm. ones I, I tried were not going great. I just deactivated my OkCupid okay account. It was so empowering. It is, <laughs> it was right? Wonderful. But the thing is, you'll still get emails occasionally saying, like, I get one like once a year saying, it's your birthday. Why don't you reactivate your account? I'm like... I'm good. I'm what good. part of what part of I'm going to send you a picture of my wedding ring? Yeah, like Jesus. So, but but it's always interesting because I'm like, oh, okay, Cupid. I remember those horrible, oh, but wonderful God. times. It's like I, I think any of my girlfriends that I've like been like, oh, you should try okay, Cupid because like a few people that I've you know dated for mm-hmm. a period of time, I've mostly met through okay, Cupid. None of them worked out, but that's fine. Yeah, and it, I, I I think I how did I describe it? I described it like wading through a swamp full of swamp creatures but every now and then you might find like Mm -hmm. one tiny little gem in a big old pile of shit (laughs) yeah it i but i i just remember that was always a a common thread of Mm -hmm. of when you date people it was always the worst and and just the the but uh, but, and i was bad at the rule thing which is how long do you how long do you wait because people do actually pay attention to that stuff or or you're too needy or something like that and i was just like i feel like anyone who takes the time to invest like thought and like you know effort into those kinds of rules like is not someone that anyone should ever want to date but but that's what i'm saying is like i feel like if if, like because i wasn't doing those Mm -hmm. and then and then like i was just like and then one the one girl at the time is like well you you kind of like after like the very next day I was like you kind of said well I had fun you want to do it again I was like you didn't wait time frame and that just kind of weirds me out I'm like oh, okay so then for the so podcast the, listeners at home I am rolling my eyes so uh, yeah and then, right so, so, but, so then I started I actually wrote on, on a sticky note that I had next to my computer wall mm-hmm. I was like do not text or call within so many like I had rules written out so I could oh. I mean, I started getting a little bit more, like, dates. I, but still, it sucked that I had to go to that length. But so, I mean... Modern so, dating is such a... It is. So, and, but, I, but good for her for about fucking the time nerd rule. Because well, and, I, and I do like that and how, you know, I feel like the er, their early kind of dates where she's like, okay, well, I'm never going to see you again. And then they hang out again. And I also... Yes. <laughs> I, I just think that they actually, they really hit the nail on the head with showing like er- the early dating times of someone yes like the kind of awkwardness of it and just you know oh let's watch a movie and then five minutes later they're making out and you know it's just yeah. i feel like they captured kind of a little blip in time that is like right now and kind of what the modern dating scene is yes and i okay so this happens to one of our friends but there's a scene where the breakup scene where mm-hmm. she loses her shoe mm-hmm and uh, or the fight scene. It's, it's called the fight scene. That happened to someone we both know. Oh, yeah. Kind of. And it was like, I even said, I was like, I'm going to put that in a podcast. Not a podcast. I'm going to put that in a script or something yeah. someday. Because, like, it's, 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 it's not funny when it's happening. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, it's like, you can't find your shoe. Mm-hmm. And you've been looking for it for a half hour to an hour. Mm-hmm. You cannot find it. And then it's to the point where the person that you're, you think you're mad at is also trying to help you. And it's just a very weird situation. And I was just like, and I'm like, oh, no. And but I was watching, I was just like, God damn damn it they, they they put it in the movie it like it but, was so real and it I mean, is because like, that's what would happen like for from a personal story from my life like i actually lost my like childhood copy of harry potter and i've like mm. it's kind of bothered me but i'm also like it's fine just just send it off to the island of misfit toys and stop thinking about it but every now and then i'm like 
It makes me. They sad. left that door open occasionally. I could just like sneak in in the middle of the day and go get my copy of Harry Potter from 1998 back. No, don't do that, kids. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. And- oh my god. Because <laughs> then like something bad. Just, yeah, you just don't do that. Yeah, That's- they don't do that. And it's uh, kind of one of those like it's one of those like sacrifices that you throw into the volcano to make the gods happy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay, so we haven't even got to the point of the movie. Well, I mean, the point of the movie is how they met, right? But- yeah, I mean, they meet and they very, I think, quickly form a very like strong bond, bond? to each other because you know oh god like that scene where she kind of admits to sort of being a little bit of an alcoholic during her first marriage and that leads to her talking about the first marriage right and then her like i'm not like a like out loud kind of reactor in movies like i'll laugh if something is especially funny but when she says that line, like, you know, like, I'm overwhelmed by you, I was like, oh! Like, it was, yeah, I thought that, I think they did such a good job at, like, the early days. And then, yeah, you know, it all goes to shit, shit when she finds out about the arranged marriage thing. And again, the way he keep handles that is also poor on his part, too. In, oh, in retrospect, absolutely. like, if, if, if my parents were doing that to me, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd keep my a Greatest Hits collection of that. Yeah, and, especially if, like, you know, a person is spending a lot of time at your place and you're, you know, kind of settling right. into this, like, routine of just, like, being around each other all the time, like... That kind of shit's gonna come to the surface real quick. Now, I, the only thing I could say is that, and maybe they they didn't keep it in or they didn't film it or something is, and, and this is my mind thinking now is that there is an explanation for why he did that. Like, do you still have that girl's information? Oh, yeah, and then he he didn't, and mm-hmm. then so they asked him for it. Mm-hmm. He had to lot. He said, "I don't have it. I threw it away. I lost it." Mm-hmm. And they got mad at him, and yeah. so then he started. But they never really go into that, mm-hmm. like, and yeah, and which is fine. I don't. It's not like a huge thing, but like in retrospect, it, but it is just like, bro, why are you doing that? I also wonder if one of the reasons he was keeping them around is you know, it's kind of like this is going to be a weird roundabout, but like I went to Ohio State. Because I knew I wanted to study theater, uh-huh. but I decided to go to a to go to like an actual university college over like an art school. Yeah, because in the back of my mind, I was like, well, maybe one day if I don't want to do this anymore, I can switch to like a real major, and I can do that at Ohio State, but I can't do that at U Arts in you know Pennsylvania. So. I think that might have. I'm, I'm like retconning this in my own head, but sure. maybe he was like, you know, okay, well, one day. Maybe I'll want to call one of these girls and, like, yeah. give it the old college try. And they do get to one, possibly, that may be that way. Like, if he has to mm-hmm. put the white flag up and then kind of give in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, and and that's the thing, is that he is honest with her, which is nice. But yeah. it's a little bit too little too late, too. Oh, like, absolutely. Because he leads her on. Um, which, yeah, and they, you know, they do... It's so funny, because... And, like, she tells him... Like, that the, the girl like, tells him, you know, stop saying... Sorry. Stop saying sorry all the time. You know, like, just figure out what you want and go for it, in a way. Yeah. And, and oh, man, she also has, like, that killer line, like, do you ever just want to be in a relationship so you can relax? And I think that really plays into a lot of the early dating stuff that they go through. Yeah. Like, you know, when they're watching the movie together, and she's, like, um, and Emily's, like, kind of sitting there, and he's watching her watch the movie. <laughs> and she's like, I love when men, you know, try to judge my tastes and things. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So this is horrible, and I felt really bad about it, but I still do that with my wife. Yeah. Because it's like, what? what are you, you've not seen Goonies. Yeah, and you're like yeah, trying to I mean, covertly like, watch them com- out yeah. the side. But yeah. it's to the point where, or or you just do. Or, here's the thing. It's not that obvious, but like you always sit there, you'll watch, and every once in a while you look over, 
and and the thing that will just start to go oh no I'm, the it, the movie's failing is that she'll pull out her phone and start looking at it, which yeah. again because again your 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 interest is not so I, I <laughs> we did to the same panic. thing more recently because uh, uh for for the other podcast for Amanda's podcast yes. um watching uh, The Princess Bride because it was going to be Shane Dallas so Kristen uh, Anna and I yeah. all watched it with the two of them and Dallas had never seen it before what? so it was one of those things where we were kind of like all you know sort of like side eye like Dallas did you like it? and we were like Oh, oh wait this is coming up okay like at one point during the uh, R.O.U.S.'s like he, he was writing notes so he like looked down and I knew it was coming up so I kind of was like tap 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 I'm like you pay attention this is the funniest part in the damn movie <laughs> well, now see now that, but the, and see and to his credit though he is actively trying to be engaged but mm-hmm. he's also writing which that's also a, which uh, that was a the different... one time that I was like that was like you doing the point to the screen because it was the you know rodents of unusual size I don't think they exist boom and you gotta oh yeah for that part but yeah they so yeah, going back to the movie. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, you know, they do like the whole awkward dating thing, and mm-hmm. you know, they. She eventually finds out about the arranged marriages, and and rightfully so, freaks out because she, she, you know, she talks about like, oh, I just saw so many red flags and I ignored them, which I think everyone does in relationships that they're, yeah, you know, kind of smitten with someone, and you're, you know, you're like, oh, that, That's, yeah, normally that would worry me, but it's fine. It shouldn't be a big deal, and then mm-hmm. you know, it turns out for her to be a very big deal. Yeah, and it's kind of it was like really heartbreaking for her to ask, you know, can you see us ever working out? And he very honestly answers, no, I, I don't. Because he knows that if he were to like pursue her seriously, that it would lead to his family never talking to him again. Right, and then I forget. Does he ask her? He's like, "Can I? Can you please let me?" Doesn't he say, "Can I? Can I at least explain it to you?" Or no, he doesn't even do that because it's in the throes of the of the I moment. I mean, he does explain it a like little, a little, little bit, bit, but you but know. it's not enough where every we can calmly go, "Okay, here's mm-hmm. what." Yeah, which and of course, because that's it's one of those things like we know what's going on. Well, and I mean, prior to this fight happening, you know, they they they're shopping or something and he, oh, yeah. you know they had that this conversation a- where she's very obviously ready to hit the next step mm-hmm, which is meet my parents yeah and I want to meet your parents and you know that I, that's you know one of those red flags of him being like oh the two day rule and yeah and you know it's, time nerd stuff mm-hmm. yeah so what happens then it's like oh he like he goes to the show and he hooks up with someone yeah and they don't ever oh here here's the interesting thing right is that they address that in the movie mm-hmm. but they don't address it in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, they address it so that we know what's going on and we know where he's at, which is like, okay, I'm moving on. And uh, even though he does still care about her, mm-hmm. he, yeah. Um, which is a very real thing. It's not like Ross and Rachel where it's like, it's like, we're on a break or anything like that. Yeah. It, it's very much, um, and so just in a realistic point of view, the fact that they put that in the movie, I think, is a testament to their relationship now, oh, too. Absolutely. because And I, I think, you know, then it kind of shows... You know, he still, he kind of has that kind of confusing, like, why am I here? Like, you know, and, you That's know, the, the friend yeah. calls him, and I, I actually think a missed opportunity was him kicking this girl out to be like, oh, my ex-girlfriend's in the hospital, you gotta go. Oh, I've, yeah. Because <laughs> she just kind of vanishes into the ether. Ether, yeah. Well, <clears throat> so, and that's really the driving point of the rest of the movie, is that she goes into the hospital... And he has to, and that's the thing too. Is I, I didn't know they don't show it in the trailer at all. Is he's the one that makes the decision to put her into a coma? Yeah. Which that's a very interesting. I, I, well, and the doctor is super pushy about it. Yeah. Because it's you know it's a it's, very it's a very present kind of medical you know it like it, it's very pressing. They're like it needs to happen. Now. Yeah. So he keeps like being like, "Are you her husband?" And you can tell that he knows that it's he's not the husband, but he does the. So I'm gonna ask you again. 
are you, you her husband? Because yeah, because the family's not around, right? And yeah, so I mean that all happens, and then you know he eventually calls the parents and brings them into which, the mix, which he did, which he should have done and did. Well, and yeah, like I think one of the nur- the nurse who comes in later to talk about moving her, she's yes. the one who tells him to call his family, yeah, like call her family. But you know they come down, and then we get the joys of Holly Hunter and Ray Romano in our lives. Oh, I know, right? And that, and the trailer tells you like that's the point of the movie, mm-hmm. and it, I mean it's kind of the thir- through line that gets mm-hmm. you to the end. But um, first off, I mean like I'm I'm a champion of Ray Romano, but he is phenomenal. And they're both phenomenal in this movie. He and- underplayed it so well because I you know I, I know Ray Romano's comedy a little bit, but I mostly know him as like Deborah. You know, like, everybody <laughs> no, loves Raymond. True. Yeah, yeah. Very that's- just it's very very sitcommy, and he oh my god, he was. Amazing if in this movie. We rewatched Parenthood, um, and I'm not gonna lie, uh, that is not a feel good show. It is. It's one of those deceptive. Like first season is all mostly feel good, some drama, and then it's like, if you do you watch This Is Us? Uh, no, because I feel like it's just crybait, and I know a lot of people need that cathartic thing. No, but- that's literally what it is. But it's really good. But Ray Romano plays a character um, who has Asperger's mm-hmm. in that show, and one of the other main character's family his son is, has Asperger's so it's kind of that but um, and his unique twist is that he has kids but um, we've never seen in the show Parenthood at to that point a parent who is divorced and they're and it's not going well because most of the families in Parenthood they're going well if they have hiccups or bumps whatever it gets worked out by the end of the season mm-hmm. Parenthood is uh, Hank's wife on Breaking Bad that's his ex-wife mm-hmm. and she's in San Diego and mm-hmm. he's up north and that's like two hours away mm-hmm. he doesn't see his daughter that much and then when he does see her he's out of touch with her and he's trying desperately to get and so at one point he even calls his ex-wife he's like she lied to me she lied to me she's having a house party what do I do well you go in there and you break it up but then she'll hate me she already hates you probably for a million other things you haven't done yet. Mm-hmm. Just go in there and do it. And, 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 right, well, no, right. And when she does it, you can see it like and it breaks it breaks him. And, and I, I was telling her, I was like, it's the best scene. I like it because he's not even really the lead character in that show. Mm-hmm. But he's like five seasons later or something. But he's so good. And I was like, I gotta, I really like Ray Romano a lot. So I was seeing this, I was like. God, he's so goddamn good. It's really good. And then Holly Hunter, so good in everything. I'm she really does. happy that he's gotten a chance to, you know, show that he's yes. not just like ah, the, the like the, the like mid '90s, early 2000s like comedian, weak backed comedian dad who's like, oh, and Kevin James. <laughs> what? I'm what? sorry, I, I didn't. I didn't. What happened? That was a weird Whew. voice throw. Yeah, it's like a ghost uh, in here. Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kevin James too, but I mean, come on, bro. Uh, you're, why? Why? But yeah, when Adam Sandler makes you to ask you to make a movie. You say no. Anyway, uh, but no, he, Ray Romano and Holly Hunter are really good together. Oh, dude, and you can just see. And I think they talk about their kind of backstory a little bit and how they're yeah. they, they're also kind of an opposites attract story, mm-hmm. which I think kind of helps you know Kamel sort of realize throughout the latter, throughout the second half of the movie like yeah. how much he actually really cares about Emily and how yeah. he's willing to kind of, you know, give up this huge part of his life for her. And and, and it starts off that he's... Well, no, no, he doesn't start off... I mean, he's there for her mm-hmm. because he is genuinely worried that he cares about her. Well, I mean, he even, like, you know, the parents kind of dismiss him. 
Yeah, because they because they know that they hell. they know that they they broke up and well, Holly, know, Hunter, Holly Hunter's like oh, like she, we know all about you goodbye yeah and he leaves and then like they show him in the club being like it's okay that I'm not there right and him kind of second guessing it and then he goes back anyway cause, yeah cause, which oh yeah right lots of feelings and and the interesting thing is too is that Ray Romano's the dad is the one that is a little bit more open to him or he's just more mm-hmm. like look it is what it is mm-hmm. let's just kind of and that pisses his wife off because their backstory is that at one point he cheated on her mm-hmm. and 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 I can't even imagine what that would be like mm-hmm. and and because that there would be that well you did it once you'll do it again mm-hmm. and dealing with that and that's something that will always be there yeah. and, and, and it will come up in weird ugly t- and he even says that he's like well whatever you do mm-hmm. you know don't I th- was he, don't fall in love or don't or he says don't cheat obviously but he's like don't it's like a two parter the first one is he's like you don't realize how much you love someone until you cheat on him right and then he says like Love is hard, and that's it. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's he's the like, one I thought it would be something more. He's like, I figured if I started talking, something good would come out. And uh, you just never mind. Never and also, mind. just another one of my favorite lines from that little scene is he's like, "Who goes to a math conference to get laid?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> math teachers. <laughs> but but again and again and, and and it's funny, but like it, it's played like it's stream of conscious. Like he's genuinely just talking, and even Kamala is just like, "Why are you telling me?" It's a yeah. very it is. It's an awkward situation. It's a very awkward situation and I mean he also then has the bonding moment earlier with the mother too yes. when they get back from um, the comedy club from right? the comedy club which Holly Hunter my heart I like <laughs> I just cause oh man hecklers are like the worst thing in the world they are and especially drunk hecklers and then racist motherfuckers like that you know that that frat that that frat boy character was and <laughs> the frat boy the frat character. boy character yeah you know he has that on his resume like yes. frat boy comedian at comedy club <laughs> <laughs> he's and really proud of that well I mean it's on you got screen time anyway absolutely sorry. and it's one of those things that you know that scene happened and her just like lashing out at him and obviously right. not just because she had like she obviously at this point doesn't really have a big connection with his character yeah. but. I think it's her kind of reacting to the other stresses in her situation in life, yeah. and she's just like, well, fuck you, and like just goes after well, him. I think, now this is interesting too, I, I agree with that 100%. I also kind of feel too is that I think she, she realizes she might have been really hard on him. Yeah. Well, because when they first sit down, or she lets her husband unintentionally be racist, mm-hmm. with the whole joke about 9-11. <laughs> like, and, you never talked about 9-11? You, you never, <laughs> which, which, that's a genuine laugh out loud. It's like, you never talked about 9-11 oh, before? It like, like, it's just like, oh. oh Oh, no. Wow. And she just kind of left it happen because mm-hmm. she's pissed at him mm-hmm. for what he did. And she should be pissed. And he, Yeah, it wasn't handled well. So, And so I feel like that moment's a bit of both. It's just like she's – it's just like you get kind of shit on for just being yourself and not – and that's not fair to you. Well, like, and, like, I feel like the three of them, you know, they bond over the fact that all three of them are kind of strangers in a strange land. Because I feel like yeah. the movie does a really good job that is at sort excellent. of – Setting up, that. setting up the seriousness of the situation, like him kind of, him trying to navigate the hospital when he first gets there, because like hospitals are these like labyrinthian, terrible things. Oh, I know. And you know, <laughs> yeah, watching him kind of walk horrible. through there and just like looking at all the different people, and he's like, uh. And then you know, the parents have to come in there from they live in like they live they live down south like, somewhere, yeah, North Carolina, or something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not and as far. It is, and they're like staying at her apartment in Chicago. And it's just this whole thing where 
you're like, and oh, you don't really wow. see her apartment at all up until that point. Up until they stay there, yeah. yeah. And it's, you know. it's all his. So it, you really, that's a good point. It's literally st- three strangers in a strange land because mm-hmm. they don't get to come up that much. They usually come. She usually comes to them. I but think. But then if you look at it, they you know they, the bonding time actually happens at more of kind of like a known place because they go back to Emily's apartment and that's yeah. like where the mom and him bond and like show, they show her the. The pictures of her in yeah, high school. school. And Goth phase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed kind of how they sort of navigated, like, the parents sort of, you know, accepting him and, you know, yeah. getting to know him a little bit better. So good. And I, oh my goodness. And, you know, I also love how later in the movie, I just, I wanted to scream, like, don't read the comments when she's, like, looking up all the hospitals in Chicago, which leads to the whole, like, her, yeah. she wants to move Emily to Northwestern mm-hmm. instead of leaving her where she is. And, you know, that kind of creates sort of almost, I wouldn't, climactic conflict, maybe, because that's kind of where... It's the, the that's, ticking clock of the That's kind of where the three of them, that's where, yeah, that's where the three of them kind of break rank. And he's yeah. like, no, you shouldn't move her, and, you know... They're like, and like, you know, Ray Romano's like, well, I'll fall in line because I don't want to piss her off anymore. Yeah, because at that point, yeah, they're not doing well at mm-hmm. that point. It looks like they might actually split up. I mean, it, it looks pretty rough. Yeah, and I think it's a bit of both. I think, like, she's like, look, I, I tried. She doesn't want to do it. I don't want to piss her off anymore. But the doctors are also saying this. Like, well, of course the doctors are saying, or whoever mm-hmm. else, the other doctors at the hospital are saying this because they want to, they want the money probably really more. Than, or, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's also a difference. I, well, I, that's how I'm kind of taking it. I guess that's me projecting on, on that scene a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, But so he has to kind of stand up to... Because at this point, he's not really confronted Holly Hunter. Mm-hmm. And he has to kind of stand up to her a little bit, too. And it doesn't necessarily... Well, you think it doesn't go well. And, of course, spoiler alert, it does. Well, he kind of talks him into getting her to stay. Well, no. I think Isn't it's, it? It's because right. the infection reaches, like, it gets, like... On mass, like infects like her heart, and, and so she, they, they can't, can't move, move her. her. Oh, that's right. Because at okay. first, at first, like I think it's like they do the they do a surgery, then it moves to but somewhere wasn't that else. The whole thing is and that then moves, they wanted to move her anyway. Well, no, it was before that happened. Because oh, then, okay. then, like they're gonna move her, and he like leaves, and mm-hmm. then goes and does his uh, his big audition. And right. then that's when he like gets the phone call and then has like the breakdown on stage. Can I say that is my least favorite part of the movie? Really? Okay, now, you know, it's very good, mm-hmm. but here's my thing. If at any time a character walks up to a microphone and has to do a speech, a presentation, an act, anything, they always do the big come to Jesus moment mm-hmm. in front of a large crowd. Mm-hmm. And it's a trope I do not care for. Okay. Now, when I'm watching, I was like, don't you fucking dare. God damn it. It's really good, though. <laughs> That's the weird thing. I was like, I still don't like the scene. But, but it, was it was well done. It was well done. But don't well, then do it, that. And then, it, well, and then it also leads to like her seeing the video later. Wait, and, and so that point, and, and that point, because that's the other thing too, I was like, and also people would be, and then they do, do that. It's like, mm-hmm. I watched the video on YouTube, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Like, and, you kind of made a, like, why would you do that? He's yeah. like, I was having, you were not doing I, I was having a day. I was having a day. And, and but, but, so it did pay off really well, but just in general, if you put that in your movie, I'm not going to, I'm going to probably, even if I'm enjoying a great deal i will probably be that will go on my i do not like that list i, and I don't know, have I've, any for that movie except i've never that. thought of that but no that does that is a trope that happens quite often uh random side bit uh and then we can go back to big tech there is a movie that i enjoy it's not a well-loved movie it's called picture perfect picture perfect with jennifer aniston and jay moore of all, yeah, Jay Moore of all people. That sounds really familiar, but and I don't think I know. She has it. to give a. Per- yeah, her whole thing is that she really loves Kevin Bacon, but he will only 
date women who are dating somebody else. Like he likes to to cuckold the other guy. Mm-hmm. And so she runs into Jay Moore, and he genuinely likes her. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, "Look, I'll make you a deal. I want to sleep with my my one coworker, but he will only date me if I'm dating someone else. And so, how about we do a fake dating thing? It's that thing, which is already a cliche trope. That's a fan fiction trope, right there. It like is fake dating, fake married, fake mar- right? And so, and he goes along with it, but he's like, "Well, can I actually genuinely go on fake dates with you?" And he gets to know her, and, and he does a lot of... I mean, he genuinely likes her. Yeah. And she's being a real total asshole to him. Um, and, you know, it, look, it's a romantic comedy. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, they're, they work in an ad agency, and they mm-hmm. do presentations. And yeah. I think the movie opens with one. So the end of it is, they, he does, she does this big presentation in front of him, and uh, she realizes uh, he got her something really nice that was lost from her childhood, and mm-hmm. he remade it for her. Mm-hmm. Ugh, boom. And you're going like, oh, but it's right during the middle of the presentation. So she just looks in this envelope, looks at the watch he made, and just like, you know what? I just need to tell everybody everything. Oh and you're just gosh, like, yeah. this is the plot of the movie. <laughs> and um, you know what? And, and, I, and I like you. I like you. But, you know, you only like me if I do. Why? Why would you do that? So, you know what? I, 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 I love somebody else really important right now. And I got to go. And it's just like, I hate that. So you, it's you just know a what? good movie up until that point. I'm thinking about it right now. Do you know who take who takes that trope and spins it on its head really well? Who? Um, Down With Love with Ewan McGregor and... Um, I haven't seen that in for Renee years. Zellweger. Yeah, Renee Zellweger. And she has that moment at the end where she basically tells Ewan McGregor... She's like, well, actually, I was your secretary, and then I decided that I was going to become blonde and write a famous book and get you da 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 And, like, there's, like, a five-minute monologue where she basically turns the entire tale on its head. Right, because it, like, you meet her right when she's already blonde, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And you, right, and you have right. no idea about her backstory until she's until like, he's he does the whole, like, I've been lying to you this whole time. I'm not actually an astronaut. And she goes, well, let me tell you. And, you know, it kind of ends with panning back to you and McGregor's face, and he's just completely, like... Like a gasp, like he, like right. He's just like, oh, and what? And that is really good, by the way, because it is a wonderful depiction of the old Doris Day Rock oh films. Yeah, and like and, and David Hyde Pierce is uh, is the <laughs> is the Tony Randall character. Yes. <laughs> Laura Spires and I actually have a, a moment. We always love that one line. Where he's like. Where's my geisha? I need my shoes. <laughs> I don't know why, but we quote that line at each other a well, lot. He, he he has a very wonderful and delicate way of saying mm-hmm. things. He, okay, when I, so I, when I started Frasier. He was my favorite character. Like I like Frasier, but like you love everyone more than Frasier in that mm-hmm. show, at, at least at the start. And and like yeah, he always has a weird. Was like he over he pronounces things just right, articulate mm-hmm. and feminine, but yet not. And yeah. <laughs> Acting talent. Anyway, um, so going back to Big Six, that's my literally my only complaint with that whole movie is just mm-hmm. that, and they still do it really well. But so he does the big come to Jesus moment mm-hmm. in front of everyone. It gets taped on YouTube, which we're not surprised, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come up at first. And she wakes up, and you're thinking this is where the movie's going to end. See, I think and that's she- my biggest complaint with the movie. It's right. Like oh. her twice doing the whole like Nah, dog, get out of my face, and you know. I think obviously the first time she's like still on drugs, so like that was also just like the very, the very childlike way that she's like, "You make me sad and you make my heart sad," and like I don't want to see you ever again. And you're like, "Oh," and then because right, you think, you're thinking that's the end of the movie, yeah. So and then thinking, you think at the party later oh. that like, "Oh, that's when they're going to get together." And then like you know, then she kind of comes around on it, and sh- suddenly she's like, "Oh, what am I doing?" But then finds out he's moving to New York, so there's like three misses, and I felt like 
because it, this, this is a, it's a Judd Apatow, Apatow movie, right? Yeah. Or it's involved. Like I feel like Judd Apatow movies in general are always about like thirty to forty minutes too long. Yeah. In, in like in all, I feel like any movie you're like, oh, I mean that that's okay, but they could have probably done without that. Like I probably, I yeah, no, probably... it's like Return of the King. Do we really need all those endings? Mm-hmm. I mean, do they make the story better? A little, mm-hmm. but did we really need it? Or did you at least need to black out every time and make everyone think that the movie was over? You yeah, didn't. that's true. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you bastard, <laughs> Peter Jackson. But you no, know, you know they do like that. That that's kind of my only one, my one thing. I was like, yeah, oh, okay, like we get it. You both like each other again. But I do, I do love how they bookended. Yeah, the that's very, very true. End yes, of the movie because it you know it's like oh it mirrors how how they met with her like heckling him um, and mm-hmm. oh god it was. It w- and that's the thing too is I really love too which is they then give you the real Emily mm-hmm. come out, which um, and, and apparently they got married I think like a month or two later in real life yeah there's actually like a really good um, there's a really good fresh air with the two of them talking about the movie and talking with uh, you know Terry Gross with fresh air and she <laughs> and she um, she's interviewing them about like how you know it, it, the events that actually inspired the movie yeah. and, them being, and them kind of being writing partners and everything and you know they said like they got married like a few months after she woke up and it was it wasn't more it wasn't this you know like will they won't they like near miss thing that they kind of depict in the movie probably for dramatic reasons but it was more of a mm-hmm. like he talked about how, like, looking at her in the hospital, and he's like, if she wakes up, I'm going to marry this girl. And then, you know, there was never, like, a proposal. Like, they just were like, all right, we're going to get married. And mm-hmm. then they got married. And uh, the interesting thing, too, which is which is a nice... It's very nice, because the movie also ends kind of on a dour note for his family. Mm-hmm. Which is, the dad will always love him, mm-hmm. and, 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 and is forgiven him. Because he's like, you're doing this for love, but yeah. I have to fall in line. Here is the dish mm-hmm. that your mother made, but your mom will not talk to her, see you. Well, I think that I think that the mom making the food is is a sign of her her being open to it. Yeah, but it's still left on a very like it mm-hmm. could be years before this properly mends. Oh, absolutely! And they actually they address this in the Terry Gross interview about how like how his mom never came close to disowning him. Like that was oh, that, that was, that's like the thing that that's one of the big things they actually changed for the movie. I think, oh, okay. To give it more dramatic. Like, prompt. Prompt. I thought I read somewhere it's like uh, the parents on both sides were not as bad as they were depicted in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think he said Emily's dad never cheated mm-hmm. on his uh, on, on his wife. Yeah, and I think yeah they talk about how um, when he first told his when Camille first told his mom about Emily in the hospital, like the mom was very concerned because she was in the hospital and in a coma, and it was only after she woke up that she like got mad and yelled at him for like you know keeping this relationship Should from be, her. Yeah, but I don't think it ever got like as serious as like we we do not see, see you. you. See, I didn't I didn't know that, but uh, the great thing is too is that I mean, they show the pictures of the wedding during mm-hmm. the credits, the the real Kamal and Emily, and it's. Uh, I think they, they her parents and, and his parents are both there. So mm-hmm. you go, oh, good, good. Mm-hmm. And so then when you hear publicly that they got married a few months after, you're like, oh, good. The fa- oh, okay. Yeah. But if it wasn't that bad, that's not, that's 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 good then. But yeah. um, a odd side note um, with the production, the dad, uh, I do not know his name, but he is a famous Indian actor. Yeah, like, actually, like I think I was reading today that the like only um, Kumail and then the actor that played his brother are actual 
like they're Pakistani actors, like the yeah. rest of the family were all Indian. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I, I've seen him in things before. I can't place well, where he, exactly. I think he's done like a thousand movies. He's one like of that. those like faces that like he's mm-hmm. a character actor that I've definitely seen in, in a lot of stuff before. And his dad, he even said, "Dad, if you if if I hire someone, who do you want to who do you, you want, want to play?" play and he's like, "This," and he he asked him, and he said, "Yes." Oh, right. I love that. And, and of course, his dad <laughs> apparently is going. I I think it was on Ellen or something. He he's like, uh, or no, it was Colbert because mm-hmm. that's where he's like, yeah, uh, Emily's mom and dad are up there. And by the way, she did not really because they showed the scene where he's like don't ever cheat on your wife yeah. he showed that clip uh-huh. and so he's like and by the way she, he never <laughs> cheated cheat on, on her <laughs> we made it up for the movie for you know drama purposes but he he pointed out like my dad just walks around to people and says my my you know who plays me in my son's movie mm-hmm. that guy yeah and apparently his mom did not love there are some things in the movie she does not love mm-hmm. but the dad doesn't care because he's played by that one yeah. guy and I'm just like <laughs> Well, that's an interesting way to look at that. So, like, if you like would that. love to be played by... I mean, this is a bad example because he's no longer alive. But if, if, if my dad was like, I want to be played by Paul Newman in a movie of your life. And Aww. I get Paul Newman. And my dad's like, that part where the dad character totally shits on you and I did that in real life. And everyone hates me for it for a little bit. I don't care because Paul Newman played Paul me. Newman. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, that's interesting. That's a very interesting thing. And apparently, I don't, maybe the mom just didn't get that same. It's like, why didn't you get someone more? I don't know. No, I, don't I, know. I mean, yeah, I, I think the dad is more comically obsessed with that in real life. I don't yeah, know. That's so cute, though. I, did, I had no it idea is. about that. Yeah. I, um, I just, I, yeah. I first got introduced to Camille on Dan Harmon's podcast on uh, Harmon Town. Yeah, because him and uh, the other guy from Nerdist um, occasionally hosted or open, they open it up, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Jonah, Jonah Ray. Jonah Ray, yeah. Yeah, Jonah Ray does oh, it. And Camille was on it. And, and the reason I kind of got to know like about him was uh, they would they would do D&D on Harmon Town. Yes, and he would occasionally play. Yes. And, you know, he would like, I, I forget the character name, but he would sing Lady in Red all the time. And I don't, <laughs> it just would crack. I would like be like cackling in my car by I, myself. It makes me kind of hope that he is on the second season of Harmon Quest. Mm-hmm. Because Dan Harmon now is no longer with his, is now his ex-wife. And yeah. she was on the show. Aaron McGeth. Aaron McGeth, yeah. which I do, yeah. And so is now it's just like, but um, I didn't know he did that. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing: sometimes Harmontown is amazing, and other times Harmontown is just literally it's the ramblings of a drunken madman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, was, that have... was actually. I went to the Pittsburgh live show. Did like, you the, really? The one where him and like it was like it, it turned into a forty minute like relationship discussion between him and Aaron McGathy. Oh my god! It was intense. Like like after like is that before they married or after they married? Uh, before I want to say because I think don't they put that in the, in the documentary? Uh huh. Oh, it's or no, that. actually, they, I don't think they do show it in the documentary. They don't show it. They show the aftermath where, because the movie mm-hmm. becomes, a, the documentary is good, but it comes about, I think it was Spencer, the, the guy who, A little bit, yeah, about Spencer. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, the movie ends up becoming about him, because mm-hmm. it's like, it starts off as a joke. Yeah. And then it's like, no, we're, this is about this guy. I mean, this well, documentary it, is about this guy, because... And it's, he, it, like, it's his story, like, you know, he kind of... Yeah. But no, that, we, I ended up going out to Pittsburgh with my friend Amy. Yeah. And seeing it, and I was like, yeah, all right. And then, like, it turned into this, like, real, just, like, 500 people watching them, like, have a real big fight on stage, because, like, they started playing D&D, and he had made a joke earlier about, like, a redhead, like, a fantasy redhead that he wanted to fuck, and, like, she took a a lot of... She had some bones about that that she wanted to discuss, and it was just like, whew, okay. And then afterwards, like, you go out, and everyone's, like, signing autographs, and you're like, hey great job <laughs> yeah great job having therapy on stage a little bit and getting paid to do it mm-hmm. I get good for you I mean they still ended up getting like engaged and then married and you know I mean the marriage 
obviously didn't, didn't last, last, but I yeah. think that the two of them still do very much love each other. Okay. Because they still, they still interact occasionally. Do they? Do they? I think they do, because I've so seen, then I I've feel seen a stuff here and there, like, where, you know, she met the new girlfriend, and because I follow all of them on, like, Instagram and various Twitter. social media. Well, I follow them on Twitter, but sometimes it's, again, it's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Who's the, is it Jeff? What's the other guy's name? Jeff? He's Jeff on, Davis. Jeff Davis. Jeff Davis, He yeah. is, did you watch Harmon Quest, by the way? I don't watch Harmon Quest. Um, he is, he ends up being my favorite mm-hmm. part yeah of that and the thing that kind of bothers me is that i feel like spencer is keeping it straight jeff is kind of being for real and dan is maybe one fourth of the time being real Mm -hmm. and then they let the guests come in and just kind of fuck it up Uh uh-huh and that's fine greg proops is a great example of that he would come in and like fuck it up all the time with the D &D stuff on harmon town and see but see i Greg Proops is an amazing improviser, yes. and I am okay with him doing that. I would feel I'd probably be fine with Kamal, it, but like Audrey Plaza did a character, and you know, it, it, it's like the old joke of a person starting to play the game, and then just randomly they just do whatever they want, mm-hmm. and they go, "Well, no, you, you can't necessarily do that." I, and I, and also they trim like a two-hour session down into a half hour. Oh my god! So which. So you know you're missing some stuff, and then they animate some of it to make it look a little bit more plausible. I would which, say, like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to summarize a D&D, like, a right. campaign, or even just, like, yeah, even just, like, a session, unless you get it, like, to a tight hour. Because, I mean, there'd be nights when I played D&D with the boys that I used to live with. Yeah. It'd be, like, four or five hour mm-hmm. sessions every week for three years, and, you know, like, that Yeah, that stuff is hard to keep track of. It, it is. It's, oh. Well, anyway, I can't imagine. Gaming. We're just talking about podcasting now. Uh, podcasting, <laughs> podcasting, yeah. Well, well, Dan. Well, okay. Well, Dan Harmon is mm-hmm. kind of is kind of openly nuts, in my opinion, in oh, a good way. In a yeah. good way. I mean, oh, like he God. gives like, us community Rick and Morty. I'm not complaining. I'm absolutely like kind of like obsessed with him, and he like really I think embodies that kind of like classically sort of alcoholic like kind of romantic romanticized kind of vision of the writer you know yes i agree with that misanthrope's a great word for him and i also just really love him because we share we share a birthday Uh, january 3rd uh, (laughs) i see i see but no he's definitely like unhinged at certain points and just it's kind of amazing to watch him sometimes and just like listen to him talk because he i think he does have a really good perspective on the human condition he does but, but self-reflected, maybe not so much. Yeah, like, he... I feel like sometimes... Well, honestly, in some ways, I feel like he is an embodiment of Rick. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, very self-hating. Is actually kind and considerate, but he it's weird for him to show it. Mm-hmm. Or if he does, it, it he tries to undercut it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's very... And, and very self-destructive, though. That's the... I think the, the biggest key there is... Even though he's really smart, very self-destructive. Yeah, and, no, I'm also... Like, it's kind of the same thing where... You know, I, who, I, mm, I was having a conversation with uh, our friend Kat about this. Yeah. We had brunch the other day, and we were talking oh, about I how... I love Kat. We all feel like we're... We, we both feel like we're really good people, but we're also kind of... Like, like, I was like, I'm kind of an asshole, though. You know, and I'm like... I like I like a lot of people. I'm like if I don't like a person, I don't speak to them. Like mm-hmm. if I if I'm busting someone's balls and like giving someone shit, it's because I like enjoy them yeah. in some way, shape, or form. And then like you kind of like have to dig under many layers to find my niceness. Did, and qu- then um, <laughs> yeah, did you did you do the Sahara thing? No, fuck that. Oh okay. my god. Fuck okay, s- so I, I'm going to tell, ver- and I hope Kat doesn't mind that I say, say this, but uh, it involves Kat. And I don't know why I was just emotionally, cr- I don't know what, I, again, I, felt, I think I felt like emotionally defeated after August 
or July was over, and I just, I just like I hadn't because everything's going on. I've not really spent a lot of time with the wife, and just like I haven't seen my parents in a while. Like I just am like I feel like I'm in this cave, mm-hmm. and emotionally I'm there. And I just remember, I think you did say, "Oh fuck no," on, on a Facebook comment thread for Cat. And then I posted, I was like, I already hate myself more. Why do I need more of that? Uh-huh. And Kat posted a very nice comment. Point is, it was very sweet. And I just remember I woke up and that was the first thing I read. And I just started to cry. Aww. And and I, I literally, I was like, God damn it. So then I wrote, and I was like, by the way, thank you so much. And then it was too long. It wouldn't let me post it. So I just mm-hmm. privately messaged. Like, this was going to be an Alahan, but I don't fucking care. I was going to tell you who it was. Yeah. But, but but thank you. That really meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't I don't think mentally I can do what you're doing right now with that. I don't, God love people who do. I just, I can't do it. Because well, I already yeah. hate myself enough. And it was one of those I where she need... posted about it. And I'd seen it a couple other places. And I'm like, all right, I'm raising my 30-year-old hand and asking what the fuck That's what it was, yeah. This. And then, you know, she explained it to me. And I'm like, I mean... I already feel like I know that everybody hates me in my head because I'm like because I'm paranoid and yep. and anxious all the time. I'm like, why would I want an actual confirmation of that? Right, hate? right. And then and then and then her comments are like another train of like was it Anna and Jimmy saying very nice things? And I was mm-hmm. like, God damn, I don't want that. But thank you. But like it's but yeah, that's I was, very sweet. But thank you. But thank you. It's like. Thank you. So fuck you. Thank you. I said good Damn day. It. Good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs> yeah, it, but it was just very like, oh god. And it just, I was like, I am not ready to deal. I, mm-hmm. I can't do something like that. I don't oh. know how people do. I don't either. How the I, fuck did we? Sorry. How the I have no on? idea. Uh, sorry. But yeah, I was going to go back to like me talking yes, about busting you. balls. Yes, like, yes. 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 Things that this movie did really, really well. Yes. Bust comedians busting each other's balls all the time. Yes, which and that's I'm not much a real thing. friends with a lot of comedians per se, but I am friends with a lot of improvers, and I feel like the two of them are kind of very similar. Yeah, very similar. You are and correct. All they do is like Buzz give ball. each other shit all the time, and it's like kind of fascinating to watch. And the one friend who's not really good at being a stand, like they even joke at Chris, the mm-hmm. run roommate, he's really bad at doing that too. Like yeah. he's almost just like. Yeah, well, you're a fucking piece of shit over there. Fucking this, that, blah, blah, blah. Really funny stuff. And he's like, your face, your face, or what? Like, it's yeah. not even. It's not even good. It was so. Yeah. Well, and even him trying to raz Camille like before his like big audition, and he's like, "Oh, you want me to?" He's like playing like this like horrible clown from a Shakespeare like you know yeah. tragedy. That's just seriously. Like, you need to stop. Just like get the fuck out of my face right now. <laughs> I'm being serious. Get the fuck out of my face. But yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Like there was just so many things about this movie that had me like chuckling or laughing, and I'm just like, God, oh, yeah. that shit. And not even like like I said, not those laugh out loud funny lines, but the ones that just like they were said, and I'm like, hmm, like just driving by our house in a cul-de-sac like was one of them and- well it's very obvious observations mm-hmm. but done in a realistic way so it's it's almost in a way it's almost like stand-up comedy but it's not mm-hmm. it's it's very well done oh yeah oh and something we didn't we didn't talk about the one scene where she has to take a shit <laughs> And she's like trying to leave in the middle of the night to get coffee, and is like acting really weird. Yeah, and it's I kind of funny because like that. when you first see the movie, I'm like, oh, is 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 like she emotionally unstable? What's going on here? What's right. happening? But then like she like I have to take a shit, okay? And I'm like, that is, oh, like I've had like those middle of the night t- fears before, like at like at a guy's house, and I'm like, oh my god, like. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold this till morning. What the fuck am I going to do? This is terrible. Da, 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 da. And like, it, I'm like that is just like the realest thing that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, that that I, I I've never been privy to that thought process before. So when I saw that in the movie, I was just like, 
That makes sense. That, no, I mean, that no, has, I mean, no, and I get it. That I, has happened to me. Because I, I can understand from the guy perspective. I've never experienced it from the girl perspective, which is like, well, okay, from the guy perspective, you don't want to fart mm-hmm. right away. At some point you do, because then if you're a farter, yeah. you want to make sure this is a common Well, and also, like, thing. the human body, it's what happens. It, yeah, it but is. But it's just, it was one of those things Sometimes where, more than yeah, others. Exactly. And it's okay. You know and what? You have right. a problem. It's all right. The thing is, if you don't fart, that means something's wrong with your body. That's right. And where's all that gas going to? Exactly. <laughs> we had a whole waka, exhibit waka, waka. at Kosai once about how farting is actually good for you. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, why do you guys have... Uh, beanbag balls and boobs. Why did you guys have that there? You guys still have. I think you guys. Still oh, have in it there. the life exhibit. In the um, life exhibit. Because literally every time kids would come by, that's all they would start playing with. When they would go by, they would go by the fart piano. Uh huh. And then right next to it, the the, they would play with the balls. Well, the girls would play with the balls. Uh-huh. Guys would play with the boobs. Which is a literal bag of sand. Which is like a forty-year-old virgin joke. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a bag of sand. And. You ever felt a pair of tits <laughs> <It's> before? <laughs> but no, actually, with those, uh, with the balls and the boobs that go side. Yeah, like, it's a, kid, a real thing. I'm not the kidding, number one guys. family science center in America. Um, yeah, just, actually, there's videos. There is a button next to it, but you have to hold the button down like the entire time to make the video play, because if you if you unhold the button, it, it's like a kill switch and the video just stops. Because it's actually it's a video showing a man and a woman doing like a like lump check on like a testicular like lump check and then like a, a self exam so if you ever go to kosai again like go to like actually kosai after dark is really fun for adults because really? they have booze there and no kids which is fun i'm i'm okay how does that go with the uh the unicycle do, uh, do they do they do they I open think it's that some, i think so I think it's open for After Dark. Okay. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't yeah. worked there in like five years, so. Well, no, right. But the idea of booze and that, because I'm already. Oh, uh, well, I mean, you're strapped like, in pretty well to that. Like, uh, do you strap you in? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like a little harness, and you like, and then if you get stuck out there, they have a little mm. hook that they can pull you back. Cause that I've was, seen the hook once. That was my favorite thing to do. In. When I worked at the box office there, I would watch kids freak out on the, on the high wire and then get, and then get pulled back by the hook, and it's like the, the. <laughs> We would like be like, oh, this kid, this kid's gonna be be a screamer. Here it comes. And he'd be like, <laughs> it was just the funniest thing in the world. But no, I, it's almost like a horrible bet going on. It's like he's gonna scream. No, he's not. Wait for wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Here. The best is when they would scream when they would when they would go backwards because the first thing like you go backwards all the way and then you cycle back into the the port and so when the kids would start screaming immediately on launch that was always the best because you knew they were going to get stuck they weren't going to be able to pedal back. <laughs> so wait a minute, you go backwards when you go out? Yes, because you, you're strapped in and like basically they launch you out and like you pedal backwards, 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 then you stop, then you pedal forward and you go back into. Okay, the, for some reason I game. thought you poured you you went forward mm-hmm. and then went backwards and in retrospect that is probably better i mean if i ever had the the balls to do something which i do not i've never I, done no, it nope nope i i i it's i barely can function when i go into a, an amusement park ride mm-hmm. don't i cannot do it yeah no i <laughs> but they do, do after dark there where you can yes. uh, go and you can go to the exhibits like with no kids around it's like you know it's at, at night once a month they're doing a halloween themed one here soon Ooh. but you go and if you go into life and you go and find the boots <laughs> How do we get on this topic? Ladies and you gentlemen, we are talking about boobs and balls. You can mm-hmm. learn how to give yourself a breast exam or a testicular... I'm excited. Yeah, right? Uh, I'm, I'm th- but here's the thing is that I don't remember there being a video button. 
That's it's there. Is there? Yeah, it's, it's hidden. There. You have to you have to feel around for it mm-hmm. and do a check. Well, the thing I never really got an answer on is like <laughs> I didn't know if there were actually supposed to be lumps in the fake. Boob. Oh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I'm oh. not sure. Someone needs to go there and figure it out. And you know what? I feel that I'm the best suited for the job. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add to the, um, the big oh sick? Oh, God. Let me see if I... I, I took notes. Um, I know you did. You, again, we, you are more prepared than I. Queen, can we have an awkward hug bye before we part forever? Like, oh. when, they, when she, like, breaks up with them the second time. Oh, yeah. And then, like, that's, like, right before they go into the relationship. Because, like, he calls her immediately, like, outside of her apartment. That's yeah, uh, that whole, but again, it's as you said, it's like it's a perfect moment of when you're in that awkward. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was so cute. Um, oh, the brother saying like, "Mom will fucking ghost you," because <laughs> when he talks to his brother about yes. dating a white girl, and he's like, and, "What's it called when somebody just stops texting you?" It's like ghosting. Mom will fucking ghost you. Do. Yeah, <laughs> ghosting is the worst. Ghosting is the worst. Ugh. And you know, I I will admit, I've I have been the ghoster before, and I I see. I see why people do it because it's just easy. But no, be an adult and just tell someone that you're not interested in them anymore. Right? Like that's it, 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 yeah, it's way easier. And yeah. but but don't be too honest. Don't say because I had this happen don't to say, me once. Yeah, don't say here's all the things that are terrible about you. Well, I didn't have that. I just said I'm not interested in you, but I just wanted free dinner. And that's oh, that, that's my that's God. why I was like, God damn it! True story. That's how I met my wife. Is that not that way? But like later, we went out as friends, and the whole night it was just me because I was very fresh off that bitching the whole time at <laughs> dinner. Well, because we're talking about our relationships, and I'm just bitching about it. And so she picked up the. T- <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's just like that. That was the red flag right off the bat. <laughs> Why did I pay for this guy's dinner? And then I agreed to meet him again. Mm. Right. Mm. That's what I'm saying. It's like a Gross. anyway. It's yeah. Disgusting. It's, 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 it is. Oh <clears> my god. Yeah, just <laughs> everything about this movie. I, I, I adored this movie. I have not like enjoyed a movie this much in I know, a very it, long it time. It feels yeah. Usually I'm such a nitpicky asshole as anyone who's heard the Beauty and the Beast podcast would know. Oh like, trust me, oh, I same here. Oh, and then like oh the, after the comedy club where Holly Hunter almost like kicks a frat boy's ass and then she's like asks him, Does that happen a lot? And he goes, No, usually a different mom comes and helps me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! See, oh. I, and just also like the let's stress eat. Like, that's, that's <laughs> a very... Oh, and him going to the burger joint and like asking for a hamburger with cheese or no four slices of cheese, and then he like goes and freaks out on the driver. Like, on yeah, the, the... And, and then he apologizes. Like, and, I am so sorry. sorry. Let me help like, you with that. I'll just take four burgers. <laughs> and that was like the moment where I'm like stress eating. We all do it. Oh my God! So oh this. Like, what a fucking delightful movie. It, it is. And I, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I feel people throw this around, but I genuinely feel it is a feel-good movie, and it's well-written. And again, like, if my biggest complaint is you did the big come-to-Jesus-in-a-public mm-hmm. moment, but still it's a well-done version of that, yes. I withdraw, I kind of in that same regard, then withdraw the criticism, and I kind of feel this should be a Best Picture nom. Really? Okay. I, I really do feel that uh, way. I, God, I don't I think it will. Probably not. It probably I will mean... because the Academy hates us. Um, yeah, probably. I, I feel, but but honestly, like it it, it covers a lot of things mm-hmm. too. But it doesn't in a very like everyone will enjoy it kind of way. Mm-hmm. Especially since you know, and this is the other thing too. I feel like this is awesome. The movie is so big is that it shows because they're, they're practicing. So they 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 practice. Uh, uh, they practice Islam, right? Am I, am I doing that wrong? I'm so yes. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
there are some people, especially in the way our country is right now, mm-hmm. that's very much like all Islams are terrorists. Mm-hmm. And they like, and they make a joke about it for once, and they never really talk about it again. And see, I think before Ray Romano shows up, and, and again, he again he's not trying to be racist. He's just like, let's talk about. He's just, he's like, this is awkward. My wife hates you. Mm-hmm. Talk about nine eleven, mm-hmm. and and you know he's not trying to be. He's like, you've never. It's like you said, he never talked about nine eleven with anyone yeah. before. It's an awkward, but but in our, in our troubled times, <laughs> yeah, it's there's a bit of a relief that goes the fact that there are. People of that side that are enjoying the movie as well. They might hopefully glean something from it. I, I hope. I, I, oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm genuinely because I'm just like, like, look, they're not all terrorists. I, I even hate saying it like that, but I, I also take comfort in that that the movie's still going on. And so at some point, these people have to be seeing the movie. I hope so. I mean, yeah. Because there's too much other stuff for me to go back for a second time, even though I desperately want to because mm-hmm. I love the movie a mm-hmm. lot. I, I haven't seen any movie twice this summer except well, think, for Guardians. Yeah, well, I mean, it probably would. No, I haven't it's seen probably going to come out digitally soon, I'd, I'd think. Yeah, and yeah. if so, I still do that thing where I want to buy the Blu-ray and the digital like they when they do the combo thing. Mm-hmm. So if, if I, for whatever reason, I can't watch whatever I can watch the whatever mm-hmm. whatever the whatever thank I'm you, you. <laughs> thank you um, take a drink everybody at home by the way someone emailed me and said I'm, I'm afraid of getting drunk because you, you fuck up so many things on the show <laughs> and I just said you might want to move to juice but you might get diabetes I mean, <laughs> so be careful <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, as is the case with any drinking game you can identify certain rules that you want to follow my my cousin and I very stupidly tried to play the uh, Law and Order SVU drinking game Ooh, one what's, time what, what's that I'm sure it's oh, probably the Chung is one yeah the Chung Chung um God, I can't remember the specific rules, but I do remember the one rule. And, you know, we were like, oh, this won't happen to us. And we just, like, kind of did, like, a Russian roulette, like, picked an episode. But Ooh. one of the rules is, if B.D. Wong shows up, chug your drink until it's gone. Why? And we were on an episode that B.D. Wong just happened to be on. And we were like, oh, oh fuck. No. <laughs> I love B.D. Wong, by the way. I Me think he's too. a wonderful... I think he's... I just remember watching the the first Jurassic Park movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, "BD, like I know that BD guy." Wong. Um, yeah, and then I was like, "That's oh, I, as a matter of fact, that's how I learned who BD Wong was." I was yeah. like, "I like him. I've seen him in something else." And mm-hmm. I was like, "BD Wong." And then you know, IMDb started to become a yeah. thing. And I was like, "BD Wong." I, and that's and, kind of how I finally learned the name of Wallace Shawn. Like for years and years, oh, yeah, I could yeah, never remember yeah. Wallace Shawn's name. I, I was just it took like, me a second, but I was like, "Yeah, exactly. Princess Bride." It's one of those things, like, "Oh, Princess Bride, Clueless." Clueless. Toy, Toy Story. Story, Rex, that's the biggest one, really. Yeah. And all these other movies, and I was like, what's that guy's name? He's in this and this and this. Oh, Wallace Shawn. I'll remember that next time. I didn't what, remember What's it the next movie time. They, they make fun of in community? Is it Dinner with Andre? My Dinner with Andre. My Dinner with Andre. Yeah. He's, I think, one of the other, he's not Andre, he's the one of the guy having dinner with, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And so, I think so. I've never seen if it. You, if you know, I've you always, know what you have to do. I've always meant to. <laughs> take take your diabetes drink. Um, <laughs> all right, that's, that's all I have for... That's, I think that's all I have, too. I just... I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I think even, like, yeah, the next so day, because Dallas and I went to go see it, and, like, I just commented, like, ugh. And you were like, is this a good ugh or a bad Well, no, right, because <laughs> Dallas very obviously liked the movie. And, oh, so, yeah. and then when I saw it, I was like, oh, with, oh, no, did she, like, when she said ugh, I was like, I hope she liked it. No, they, those were, like, feelings ugh, because I was like, okay. just, like, like I, I just kind of, like, went limp at the end of the movie, and I was like, oh, my God, it was so it, it, good. Yeah, I, and, and it's one of the few times, too, where, like, uh, when the credits were rolling, we were watching everything. Uh, my wife and I were both like, that was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've, like, we saw Manchester by the Sea, mm-hmm. and it, it's a depressing movie. That's what I've heard. Um, it's good, and, and it deserves some of the accolades. Um, I mean, Casey Affleck is a, is a dick, mm-hmm. so he probably didn't deserve that, but he was still good in it. 
that makes sense. Well, he supposedly beats women. That's no, why. I know. Okay, yeah. okay, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. Asshole. Yeah. Anyway, but, but like, I remember watching the movie. I was like, well, I enjoyed that, but I like films like that, but I don't know if I want to ever see it again. Mm-hmm. It's there def- totally academy There are definitely bait. movies that you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm good watching it once. Once, right? And I'm like good. That, but like, I was like, the big thing. Almost is like my cousin V is like, it's just a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it again. I wouldn't mind buying it. Hey, yeah. it's on HBO. I'll always turn it on. It's going like, to be one of those that's... movies that like you're like, yeah, I want to watch that tonight. Like it's exactly. It's, it is like like you said, it is a feel good movie. And I feel like Academy uh, films that are good as good, and I feel that should be like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like they never. The, the, the move, those best picture movies that actually win are usually never like that. There yeah. are some that are, but it's it's, it's very it's rare very that like a comedy, like a comedy or a rom com, for instance, right. would get in there. But I, exactly. I agree that I think I feel like it definitely it kind of fires on all cylinders in it the does. best way possible. It, agreed, and uh, and I will say that if if the four actors, uh, you know, like Emily is good for supporting. I feel the girl who plays her mm-hmm. is good she for supporting. Did, yeah, She's she not in the movie as much, which again, understandably so. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the three very active leads should be, I think, all lead character act. I feel mm-hmm. Holly Hunter and Grant. If that might make, I feel them like they would probably compete. go for supporting. If they anything, probably just would, based so they can get more screen time or yeah. whatever. But no, I mean, I thought it was just yeah. It's so good. I think if not best picture, I think it would probably get like original screenplay. Maybe I hope. I mean, I, but here's I, and I hate that that's the consolation prize, but it is. But I mean, at the same, I'll take time, it. Yeah. That they would both get the award then yes, at that point. They and would. Um, all right, so Kyle and I enjoyed the movie. If you uh, like to see it, please check out Fandango or other websites that have movie times or your local listings. Or it should be out digitally soon. Or it should be. We think that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, and outside of that, anything you'd like to promote? Uh, hmm. Again. Yeah. You can see me in the audience at Mad Lab coming up here soon, probably. I'm not actually in anything. Well, no, I'm sorry. Premiering on September 18th, oh. I will be in a YouTube web series called Red Rue. That's right. Um, I will not be here to talk about it in a few weeks. That's right, because you are going to Paris. Paris, yes. That's I'm awesome. Going, I'm going to Paris, and then I'm going to go to London to feed my theater artistic soul. I'm going to go see, I'm going to go see Martin Freeman in a play. <gasps> What? Yeah, I'm so excited. What, what, what play? Um, it's a me. new comedy called Labor of Love. It's like a okay. political comedy. When I first read about it, I was like, uh, but then I'm like, but it's Martin Freeman, and I'm and it just it just so happens that the last night I am there is the opening night of the show. So I snagged like a real what? cheap like opening what? like a what? it's gonna be like a, a restricted view kind of thing because like in London when they say restricted view for a ticket they mean it but I'm gonna go see that I'm gonna wait, so go wait a minute see... when you say so say when you say restricted view what do you mean like you can't you, there's some of the stage blocked because yeah it's blocked or like there's a railing in your way or you might have to lean or turn the entire time um, so like it's a good way to get cheap seats to good shows I'm also gonna see okay I did um, not know that That's I'm seeing a show that was directed by Sam Mendes uh, <gasps> called The Ferryman which Ooh. was like named like best play of 2017 I think and I, I kind of I, I just sort of like are I, seeing some nice well things. I sat down and I, and I like did a ton of research one night and I'm like all right what can I do these nights and then on the first night I'm gonna go see a drama with Stockard Channing like the woman I wanted to be when I was little like she is a badass incarnate she is so she's awesome I'm seeing some really freaking cool oh and um Freeman Martha from Doctor Who is also going to oh. be in. I can't remember her damn name. Oh, uh, yeah, Martha Freeman. Uh, 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 not Veronica. Martha? Yeah, Martha. But her name is like Freema or... Uh, oh. Ajil. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're good. Terrible. Freema, what's up? Girl. what's up, girl? You know, you know I'm so fine. sorry. I'm the worst. But <laughs> I am a garbage human. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm really excited for that. I'm going to go see some theater. I'm going to go look at some some old shit. I'm going to go look at the Rosetta Stone again. You're going to look at some old shit, some new shit, yeah. some fine shit, some straight-of-the-line shit. I did find out that Tom Hiddleston's going to be in a, in a production of Hamlet while I'm there, but all the tickets are, like, gone because it's a fundraiser for uh, Rada. No, it's... um. It's 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 a there. it's a fundraiser for the school that he went to, RADA, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, and it's also Kenneth Branagh's directing it. And I'm just like like I was like, oh, God. you get you get you get two people from the Thor, the Thor. The you get Thor. the two people from the Thor. You know, it's fine. It? I saw David Tennant and Patrick Stewart in Hamlet when I went to London last time, so oh. I can't I can't be that salty about it. All right. Well, if you listen to the last episode, David Tennant does an amazing Ducktales. <laughs> oh duck. yeah, he, I need to watch he, it. He still. Is so good. Anyway, but yeah, I'm doing Red Ruse coming up. That's premiering September Red 18th Rube, yeah. on Is YouTube. it redrube.com and then it uh, points to YouTube, maybe? No. Uh, I am speaking with Michelle eventually at some point. Yeah, I don't know if we have a website yet. There is, um, we, okay. can, we have, uh, we are on Facebook, mm-hmm. we are on Twitter, and we are on Instagram at Red Roo Series, yes. all one word. Uh, the and poster for The Hunters that came out oh the other day. Oh my god, it looks, it looks so badass. good, right? I know. I'll need to show you some other, like, kind of yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, on yeah. the DL. It'll come out soon. You all can see it later. And we're, um, but yeah, that's premiering on the 18th. We're going to release episodes, I think, Monday and Wednesday on the YouTube channel. How many episodes are there? I should know this because I acted in it, but I don't. <laughs> I'm the worst. But <laughs> I, I, I'll ask you other questions later. We, but, we uh, filmed them all in two days, so I it was yeah, a whirlwind. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm I think, excited I think it's for gonna it, be, too. It's going to be good. Oh, and like... um. Our friends at, at So Long Stargazer, they mm-hmm. recorded the theme for the I show. I listened to a clip of the listening party. Oh, <gasps> Really good. It is so good. <laughs> it is phenomenal. Yeah. So that's what I got coming up. I'm auditioning for something on Saturday, but, you know, don't, oh, want, don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair so. enough. Well, good luck. Oh, thanks. Uh, on the air, because I'll say it afterwards, but <laughs> I'll mean it then. Right now is like a faux pas. It's like a public... <laughs> Of course, good luck on all you do. Yes, never. Come back again, which I do hope is true. Uh, all right. Uh, yes, check all that out. I'll have definitely links in the show notes. And um, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place!